Perfco Green. Biodegradable by nature, green by choice. Traditional trash bags stay in our landfills and pollute the earth for over 800 years or more. Perfco Green trash bags disappear naturally within two years and leave nothing harmful behind. Convert your home, school, and business to Perfco Green. Now available at Walgreens, Amazon.com, Office Max, and other local stores. Visit PerfGoGreen.com. That's P-E-R-F-GoGreen.com. Good news, Belgium. We're streamed worldwide at 1150KKNW.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. I want to thank you all so much for all of your emails, all of the correspondence, the absolutely amazing, amazing showing for the Extraordinary Speaker Series. And as you know, or you may not know, we have got in the house with us right now, right now on the show, the upcoming speaker, February 20th, for the next Extraordinary Speaker Series in Seattle. I'm going to tell you, are you ready? You know what? I can feel you. I can, I'm telling you, I can feel everybody out there. I'm feeling you now because you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith joining us here today in the house, the founder and spiritual director of Agape International Spiritual Center in L.A., California, which I just came back from last weekend, and the author of, oh, this book is amazing, Spiritual Liberation, Fulfilling Your Soul's Potential. As you know, Michael has been featured in the, in the movie The Secret. He's been on television. He's been on Oprah. He's been on all the shows. He's traveled the world. And he takes a message of empowerment and, as he says in this book, spiritual liberation. And we are going to get right to this conversation. But I want to just share. I opened the book today because now this has become my daily reading. And I opened the book today, and here's what I read. I want to ask Michael about this. As the world of phenomena spins round and round, revealing the constantly changing landscape of events, your inner happiness remains unchanged, unchanged, because it is not dependent upon or solely identified with the internal, the external aspects of your life. Wow, Dr. Beckwith, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited and jazzed about this uh, this show and ready to be spiritually liberated. <laughs> and it sounds like you already are on this powerful uh, Thrive By radio. It's, I'm so happy to be here with you with all of the enthusiasm that I'm feeling from you. Well, and uh, I'm glad you're reading the book. Well, we've got to do something here. I mean, if nothing else, we've got to remind ourselves about what our potential is. And Absolutely. that's something, that's your message. That's what you take out into the world. I want to ask you uh, about the journey. I want to ask you about the journey from the perspective of, of who you are, but also from what your message is. You know, I just read a little something from the book, but here's the question. We live in extraordinary times, and, you know, some people say times of contrast. And I would love to ask you, what are some of the challenges, obstacles that you, uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith, had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? 
Well, I think that everyone has pretty much the same obstacles. They, 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 they make the, their particular challenges. They think they're very unique. But really, when an individual is, is living in a small paradigm, when they don't know who they are, what they represent, then the challenges are pretty similar. Uh, people are afraid of death. They're afraid of loss. They're afraid of lack. They're afraid of limitation, scarcity, not being loved, uh, not being good enough, not being worthy. Now, these are all the different scenarios that human beings live under until they begin to discover that there's something that is right about them, that there's nothing missing in them, there's nothing that needs to be fixed. And this, of course, is the adventure into the spiritual domain, where we come into contact with who and what we really are as spiritual beings and, 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 and begin to be aware that not only um, uh, that it, it's, it's, a, it's a sweet thing to have all of your needs met, it's a sweet thing to be happy and, and joyful, but it's really a mandate um, from the cosmos for us to release this life energy is a mandate from the cosmos to reveal the potential, to activate the potential, and to live life full out. This, is, this makes the universe happy. So um, the challenges that I face now or faced um, years ago um, were the same as anybody else. You know, there was, there was a time in my life where you didn't know where the next dollar was going to come from. There was a time in life where I was concerned about health. There was a time in my life where I was concerned about relations. And, and all the things and all the dramas that people go through, you know, when you, when you look at soap operas on television, they all can have the same title, Life Without God. <laughs> 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 and, and so the challenges today um, are, just, are just more about um, how to be in more places at one time. The challenge are, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's things are spinning really fast. So it's really about uh, maintaining uh, focus, high level of energy, um, keeping my spiritual practice, um, uh, and the more challenges that come, the deeper I have the opportunity to go into who I am. Well, I love what you're sharing here. And for those of you just tuning in, uh, Reverend Dr. Michael Beckwith joining me here today. And I was referring to his latest book, Spiritual Liberation, Fulfilling Your Soul's Potential. And one of the things that I also read in the book is that you talk about challenges. Uh, challenges are your spiritual liberators. I read yes. that and I thought, oh, my goodness, I cannot wait to talk to you today. Absolutely. <laughs> well, because I know for myself this has been true. And right now there are people listening to the show live. There will be countless tens of thousands of them that will listen to it through iTunes. And boy, how nice to be reminded that our challenges are also opportunities. Absolutely. When uh, There's so many people who are trying to live a challenge-free life. And that's not what it's all about. Mm. What, you, what life is about is actually liberating our potential and becoming more ourselves. And if people are honest with themselves, if they look back over their life, they'll see that those moments when life was toughest, when, their wit was, when they were at their wit's end, and they didn't know exactly what to do, it was in those moments that they grew certain qualities, that they were able to tap into latent powers within them that heretofore they may not even been interested in. When things are just hunky-dory and everything is going well and you think you got your life handled, mm. oftentimes you don't do the necessary inner work to um, allow for the inner splendor to escape. But the moment that something comes up that you can't handle, that's when an individual really begins to sincerely begin to pray, sincerely begin to make that conscious contact with the divine presence, uh, make that uh, up-level their spiritual practice. So, so challenges bring to us the possibility of releasing life energy when, um, when oftentimes when things are going 
wonderfully, mm-hmm. but we don't actually do that kind of work. Oh, no kidding. Everything is like, okay, you know, we're high-fiving each other. And we forget the right. high-five Let's God. go to the beach and have a latte. We need to know? start high-fiving God. That's what you, know, <laughs> you know, there's actually, um, there's actually seed pods in the forest mm-hmm. that never sprout unless there is a forest fire. The only thing that opens up these seeds is the intensity of the heat, and they'll sit there for years and years and years, and only when there's a forest fire do these seeds grow and to become trees and bushes. And, uh, you know, analogies can be dangerous sometimes, but I believe that there are talents and gifts within us and powers and potential that uh, lie dormant until there's a fire hot enough for us to really go for it, for us to really stretch, for us mm-hmm. to really release that kind of kind of life energy. So when things are, are knocking at our door that we can't seem to handle, what's knocking on our door is really an opportunity to grow and to become more ourselves. And interestingly enough, real bliss and real ecstasy comes from the activation of potential. It does not come from mere accomplishment, mere getting things from the world. It really comes from the activation of potential when we become more our real self. Wow. And, you know, you've been, and, and, I, and I love the book, by the way, and, and one of the things you say is we're just merely scratching the surface on potential. But, you know, you've been taking this message out through Agape International Spiritual Center, and I mentioned that earlier, but it has been described as a small United Nations. I mean, you know, there is a very, very powerful vibration uh, at what has been created there. And I wanted to ask you about that. How do we get that level of vibration of what you've created? How do we get the ripple effect of that around the world? I think it's happening now. And and, and indeed, many people do call Agape uh, the United Nations of Spiritual Communities because the demographics there, um, you know, everybody's there. You have white, black, Asian. Mm -hmm. You have people from Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Germany. I mean, it's all over the world. The rich, poor, straight, gay. You know, everybody's there worshiping the divine presence. And I think we're living in a time now where this message, that this universal message that has been kind of cloistered in, in spiritual communities is, is, is in the world now. You know, the, the, the mainstream media is now dialoguing about moving from mere religion to spirituality. Uh, the, with the advent of, of, of these, these movies and DVDs and, and books, it is going mainstream now and people are basically... Um, tired of the exclusivity that oftentimes religious religions bring, and are beginning to discover that they they can have direct contact with this presence, this and and find communities who worship that same way. Um, so it is it is happening, and I think we need to celebrate that it is happening. And if if people continue their spiritual practice and uh, celebrate that spiritual practice and find a community in which they're celebrating the oneness and the universal principles, I think it's just going to keep on increasing. Well, it is because, you know, there are people such as yourself that are out in the world that, you know, are creating what I call a courageous new day for all of us. Um, and one of the things that I was really struck by, uh, especially in looking at spiritual liberation uh, and, and, and what you've written here, is the idea that you really challenge us in a very loving way, Michael. But you really, do, you really do challenge us to reach for our, our true potential, and even when we think we're there, understanding that we're not. Right. You know, we're dealing we're dealing with something that is infinite, 
And so, and it has no beginning and never ends. So there, there never is any place where you get to and then you're finished. Right. You know, there used to be a, an old concept of heaven. You know, you die and you go to this place called heaven and you'll, you'll hang out for eternity, you know, just basically, you know, living, listening to harps or whatever. And it was an incorrect idea of, of heaven. Heaven, uh, it means ever-expanding good. That means we're, we're always expanding to become and to reveal more of who and what we are. So we, we definitely um, allow ourselves to, to celebrate moments of, of inspiration, moments of expanded awareness, moments of breaking through new paradigms. But we realize that those moments are really a new beginning to another expression of life itself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And by the way, that's God calling. You might want to get that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and you know, I, uh, Michael, uh, this is such an important message. And for those of you just tuning in, you know, Reverend Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith joining us here today. Uh, and many of us do know him from Agape International Spiritual Center. We also know about his work uh, in the movie The Secret. But, you know, there are so many other ways, Michael, we've gotten to know you especially with your what i think is one of the most powerful visioning approaches ever created and here we are you and i talking about spiritual liberation in support of your upcoming visit to seattle for those of you that do not have this on your calendar boy i hope you can get tickets to this and michael beck with friday uh february 20th the extraordinary speaker series uh, you know i i so appreciate you joining us here today and i wanted to ask you so often we step out on the path and, you know, in the spirit of sharing a message or helping others. And along the way, we get the message of our, to ourselves. We learn something that's very unique. And I wanted to ask you, you know, in the past several years, there have been many opportunities for you to share, for you to teach, for you to connect with people. And now the latest with the book. What are some of the aha moments you've had? Well, you know, for me, when, I, when I'm speaking, the... the, the, the moment of me speaking is not really a success for me until I have a surprise in my own talk that, mm. that I have an aha moment. So when, you, when, so when you read the book, you're seeing a lot of my aha moments right there, even, even though they're, of course, uh, um, uh, surrounded by the universal spiritual principles that are, that, are, that are everywhere. You're looking at my aha moments. So oftentimes I'm speaking and suddenly I see another layer um, um, Recently, I was speaking, and what flowed was the fact that our personal accomplishments um, are really activation of potential, and that they're not really personal. Uh, oftentimes, people celebrate uh, what they think they have done, when in fact, what they have really done is released a gift that has been given by the universe. Mm. And so, when we begin to open that kind of kind of conversation up. We remain in humility, we remain in gratitude and thankfulness that this gift that has been given us is expressed. So I, I look at things now not as personal accomplishment, but I look at it more as a sharing of a gift that will be frustrated unless I share it, you see. And, and oftentimes you'll see like football players or uh, dancing in the end zone or basketball mm -hmm. players. Uh, dunking and then thinking they've done a big thing and they're mm -hmm. celebrating their own personal ego, their own personal accomplishment, and they've forgotten that they've activated a potential within them and that more than likely there was probably a whole team behind them, a whole fan base, uh, a whole level of practice. There was a whole lot to do to get to that particular moment and that what that particular moment provided an opportunity to share a gift. 
And so the aha moment that I had was, um, I am here and we're all here to just share gifts. And when we're here to share a gift that has been given us, it keeps us in gratitude, thanksgiving, and high appreciation. And then the ego can't steal that moment and say, me, look what I've done. Look at me. You know, because the ego is not your amigo. <laughs> and I, I and you know so much of this you talk about I want to make sure all of our listeners if you want to find out more about Agape you certainly can go to giftofagape.org and that website link is on the Dr. Pat show website um, you know uh, Dr. Michael you you have received a letter from Coretta Scott uh, King and wrote a personal letter to you and a poster, personal letter to you in appreciation and I wanted to ask you about that letter and what what it was like, first of all, to receive a letter from Coretta Scott King. And then secondarily, based on that letter, what inspired you to take even a greater message out? Well, I, I, I had the opportunity before she made her transition to meet mm -hmm. um, uh, Coretta Scott King. And uh, it was her daughter, Yolanda, who made her transition uh, recently was a member of Agape as well. And so in my first encounter with, with her, I was being inducted into the Martin Luther King Order of Preachers at Morehouse College. And so we had some sweet and wonderful conversations there. And she came to Agape, and she really saw her husband's work being evident at Agape in the message with the uh, rich diversity. And um, so when I received the letter, uh, it, it was, again, it was just a moment of gratitude and humility that uh, she recognized that work, and she also thanked me uh, for just embracing her daughter because her daughter was on a search moving from um, the, the, a Baptist frame of mind and uh, the, the, the traditional Christian frame of mind into a, a wider understanding of universal principles. And so she was really uh, grateful that her, her daughter had found a home uh, to really explore these universal principles in a, in a very powerful way. And so those kind of moments, uh, they serve as mandates that they, for a moment you say, yes, a good job was done. Mm -hmm. But they serve as mandates to keep on doing what you're doing and uh, to do it even better and uh, keep fine-tuning the work. Uh, you know, in other words, that kind of letter does not allow you to rest on your laurels. It says, uh, keep refining, keep going deeper, keep your practice up. Keep serving. Keep serving. I mean, this is so important. I want to mention to everybody uh, that's listening to the show, Dr. Beckwith joining me here today. If you want to find out more about his upcoming events, and he has uh, many of them, those of you listening from all over the globe to this show, go to www.agapelive.com. One of the things you mentioned in the book, and I also was, uh, boy, I, I've done a lot of reading in this book. I have to tell you, uh, I actually couldn't put it down. One of the things that you also mentioned is you say, stand strong in your soul character and I, I know you're laughing because i read that and i said boy aren't we getting put to the test on this one <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's you know character as i was saying in the book it comes from an, an own english word that has its roots in meaning in uh that which is etched on your soul by god and as opposed to your personality personality was forged through time and circumstance and parental fantasies and social conditioning. Everyone has these different personalities, which also carry with them a coping mechanism and defense mechanisms and things of that particular nature. But your character, who your character is from God. And it's often not popular 
to, to have character. Sometimes people would rather be a character than have character. And so in standing strong in our, in our character, we're standing strong in those values and we're standing strong in the, those powers within us. Regardless of what's going on in the world, we will stay true to what is real about us. And if, as we stand strong in that, the universe ultimately bends itself around your real soul character. Doors are opened. Avenues are wiped clean for you. Uh, ways are made out of no way. Because you are in tune with the fundamental harmony of the universe. Your soul character and is in tune with the, the fundamental harmony of the universe. And if you stay with it, there's just open doors everywhere. Is that what you, when, when I think about that and I hear about what you're saying, I'm also thinking about, you know, what you talk about when you refer to conscious participation in evolution. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you about that because it's such a powerful statement. First of all, con conscious participation in itself. Right. But then when you look at conscious participation in evolution, right. it really brings a very acute visual. And I wanted to ask you... Uh, if we are, are we up to that challenge? Are we up to the call? Well, you know what? Our back is against the wall, mm. and and there's no choice. Uh, there's a, an evolutionary impulse that's governing the universe. Another name for the evolutionary impulse is the presence of God in mm. us, and it's seeking by means of us to express itself. And humanity has evolved to the point where they can consciously participate in this, not the Darwinian concept of evolution, where you're merely adapting to circumstance. But humanity can now, uh, uh, beyond circumstance, embrace this impulse and release their potential. And when you look at the world and the shape that the world is in and the birth that is happening and the destruction that is happening, you deal with the environmental concerns, ozone, you deal with wars and rumors of wars and famine, destruction, uh, prejudice, bigotry. You know, it is out. We, we have to consciously evolve because, as I like to say, um, when we choose to evolve, then our problems dissolve. Mm. You see, they dissolve in that space of our evolution because we can't fix the problems. They, the problems are unsolvable at the, at the same paradigm that they're created in. You can only, they can only, they only dissolve at a larger, a larger paradigm. So are we up to the challenge? I believe we are. I believe that uh, this time in human history is reflecting back to us uh, some very, I mean, with the recent election, I think that's a, a wonderful example of, of, a, of a choice of a nation to go in a, in a direction of a, of a higher state of, of evolution, a higher calling. I think that's going to ripple around the world. Are we up to the challenge? I believe we are. I believe um, that more and more human beings are asking the question, you know, who am I? What do I really represent? Um, what do I have to learn? What gift do I have to give? And how can I celebrate the progress along the way? I think those questions like that are being asked over and over again. So I'm not, I'm not an optimist. I really have caught a vision of the possibility, and I see it. It's alive to me. I believe we are more than up to the challenge. 
you know, I, I wanted to ask you also that, you know, given that we are up to the challenge, we need some tools. I, you know, I don't know about you, but I know that I've always been grateful when people have shared, you know, things that are working in their lives, especially around spiritual practices and practices in general. And I wanted to ask you, what would you be able to share with our listeners today, given that we are up to the challenge, given that we are asking those questions, what kinds of tools or practices, you know, can we use today to make sure that we stay in shape, that we stay up to the challenge, that we're mentally, spiritually, and physically fit to up-level our lives in the consciousness of the planet? That, that, that's, I really like that. Mentally and physically fit. I like, I like that language. Powerful, powerful language. They, uh, of course, you know, the basic tools are affirmative prayer and meditation and visioning. And then always being aware that the universe is always answering whatever question that you ask it. And oftentimes people are asking disempowering questions. Mm. So they're asking what's wrong. They're asking who's to blame. They're asking how did this negativity get here in the first place. You know, they're asking what's missing. They're asking these kind of questions. And the universe will do its best to answer those questions for you and just spin out all of the negativity that's in the world of phenomena. But when an individual begins to regularly ask empowering questions, you know, um, what good is here that I presently cannot see? They begin to ask empowering questions, you know, in what area can I grow today? They begin to ask empowering questions, what can I give today? Uh, they begin to ask uh, empowering questions throughout the course of the day. The universe will answer those questions. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. So a, a, an individual's life experience is governed by the questions that they're constantly asking. Because as I teach, uh, uh, a problem is really a question that's trying to ask itself. And a, 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 a question is an answer that's trying to reveal itself. And an answer is an action or a way of life that's trying to, to manifest itself. And so if you, if you ask the important questions, you're eventually going to end up changing your life because guidance is going to come through. This is a daily practice. And if you, if you add to that, at the end of every single day, you add, um, you find something to celebrate where you have progressed that day. Now, why is this important? Because the average person does not complete their to-do list, they don't complete their email, they don't complete their Facebook, so they end up thinking, I have so much more to do tomorrow, and they go to bed feeling that it's never going to get done. So instead, you go to, you, at the end of your day, you look at some area of your life that you've made progress, and you celebrate that area, and what happens is, you start to come in league with the celebration that's going on throughout the entire cosmos. All of nature is in celebration for simply existing. Humanity blocks its celebration because it attaches an outcome or attaches some kind of external event to its celebration. But when you begin to celebrate every single day of your life, the universe gets to come into its own by means of you through the vibrational frequency of celebration and asking the right questions. Is that what you refer to as the everyday existential encounter? Because I love how you phrase that in the book to remind us of the potential that we have within. Absolutely. An existential encounter, encountering that which is real. You know, oftentimes we'll say, and I'll say at the, the community, we're about to have a meeting, and I'll say, I want to have a real meeting. <laughs> and everybody knows what that means. We're not just having a meeting on 
the, uh, the, the you know the uh, the agenda. But let's meet. Let's have an existential meeting. When we come into this room, let's stop. Let's meet each other at our center. Then, then let's go over the agenda. You know. But how often do we come together and never meet and never have an encounter? How often do we just live on the surface with each other? You know, Jesus the Christ was a master of the existential encounter. You know, when he met people and the Buddha, you know, and when he met people, he met them at their deepest and most profound level. And that's who he, that he spoke to. And that's what we have to do. And we have to do that with life. We have to do that with nature. We have to do that with the person that's checking us out at the grocery store. And an encounter. And if we're having an existential encounters with each other and with nature, we begin to see the world totally differently. Well, I, you know, I, I want to thank you for joining us here today because you've given us an opportunity uh, to, to meet you, to be in that meeting, to be in that special encounter with you today. And a whole bunch of us are going to get to meet you uh, a lot more uh, on the upcoming event that we're having. Uh, for those of you that have not heard about it, the upcoming event, Michael Beckwith is joining us. He is the featured speaker on uh, February 20th for the Extraordinary uh, Speaker series um, I would uh, and Ricky I think Ricky's coming with I was too, just going to say that yeah. I was just, not only is Ricky coming but we're going to hear some music oh she's jamming I'm telling yeah, yeah, you we, 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 we're a team and uh, so she'll, 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 she'll set the she'll set the table with a beautiful vibrational sound of, of the sound of agape that we call rhythm and joy not rhythm and blues but the sound of agape is the sound of rhythm and joy and so uh, she'll be right there with me, singing and leading chants, and then I'll speak. And we'll just go back and forth and, and just uh, allow for a dynamic to occur. And it seems as though um, I like Seattle. I think I'm going to be in Seattle uh, two times this year. I'm going to be at this extraordinary speaker. And I'm so grateful to be there. And I'm coming back in June at the Genesis Center. It's Seattle, I guess, is calling me. Mm -hmm. Well, and then folks can find out more about all of the various places that you are traveling to by going to www.agapelive.com. Uh, Dr. Beckwith, thank you so much for a fabulous, fabulous conversation and for enabling all of us to meet you heart to heart. Thank you so much. And Dr. Pat, thank you for having me. And if you like the the book, go get the movie, Spiritual Liberation. It's, it's, it's just being released. We're screening it uh, tomorrow at Agape. And that indeed we will. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I look forward to uh, having you come to Seattle and rock in the house. See you in February. <laughs>